in about 2015, I, and I, and I always had agents. I had seven to 10 agents, right? I don't know how, but, but I, I did. And about 2015, I really went on the journey saying, I want to be a team leader in the short term and out of production in the long term. So I've kind of like really, and I, and I we have 19 agents now. I could have 50 or 75, but I've been very, very careful because, you know, I see a lot of these brokerages that have 50 agents and, you know, half of them do zero or under $2 million. I just don't want that. You're listening to The Real Estate Sessions. I'm your host, Bill Risser with Fidelity National Title, Tampa District. Thanks for tuning in as we uncover the stories of leaders in our industry. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 220 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. I am headed to Texas today, the Lone Star State. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, once again, another Anthony Malafronte connection, my guest booker supreme. I have to I have to call him out every time because he introduces me to these very interesting people that he's connected with throughout the country. And and today we're going to be talking to Ryan Roddenbeck, who's the broker owner of Spyglass Realty in Austin, Texas. Can't wait to chat with him. We might even share a, a Disney story or two. I don't know if Ryan knew that, but uh, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's, first of all, Austin, I, I've got a, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful cities in the country. Am I, am I far from the truth? No, it's a wonderful city and it's only miserable for three months a year. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's that, the, the extreme heat of summer. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But the, but, yeah. but hill country, right? I don't know if people that haven't been there don't realize that it's not like the rest of the state. No, it's very hilly. And I moved here from, from Houston. And uh, when I got here, I mean, my own neighborhood is full of hills and uh, they've got a lot of great views in Austin. Yeah. Now, you uh, are you a native of Texas? No, I am from Louisiana. Uh, I was born and raised in Alexandria, Louisiana. and um, uh, But I've been in Texas for uh, over half my life now. Okay. So uh, I, I got to ask you, is it, is it Cowboys or Saints? Do you, do you care? Oh yeah, it's definitely Saints. <laughs> so I, I'm not a huge sports fan at all, but my somehow my son has become uh, in, in, like really indoctrinated into the Saints and LSU. So okay, oh wow, so having a great year. Yeah, oh, really. Oh my gosh, yeah, huge game coming up this week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that'll be fun. How, now, how old's your son? He's nine years old. Already this fired up about those teams. Oh. That's great. Like crazy when when the Saints lost the game last year uh, against the I think it was the Rams, oh, yeah. you know that was a hard hard loss. He literally started crying. Yeah, yes. that was that was that pass interference call that wasn't called. Yes. Oh, yep. <laughs> I remember. Yep. Um, cool. So I, I always like to find out what people did before they got into real estate, and generally most people had something else beforehand. Am I? Uh, is that the same case for you? Like, what were you thinking about? You know, as as you're getting out of high school or going on to school, what, what was the thought process for Ryan? What were you going to do? Yeah, so you know, I waited tables for a long time. I went to a couple of years of of college, uh, did, dropped out of college, was kind of a, a wild person in my uh, younger twenties, and um, I realized that I wanted to become a professional in some some way, right? And um, uh, I was actually researching how to fake a resume uh, when I <laughs> when I, uh, I I answered an ad for uh, sales for cell phone 
uh, sales place. And I, uh, I actually worked at a lot of sales for cell phones. And then I started a company with my sister and I'm halfway joking about faking a resume. Okay. But, <laughs> okay. I, but my point was that I wanted to be a professional. So I started working for a company that did claims against Masonite siding. Uh, I worked for some attorneys. Uh, there was a class action lawsuit against a manufacturer. They were required to advertise and they would advertise in an area that it really didn't even lo- located. There was tons of stuff all over uh, Houston and Austin. Uh, I worked for some attorneys doing that. I figured out that I could do it on my own. My sister sold a company in California. I convinced her to move to Austin, partner with me. And basically we started identifying homes that had this siding, we would mass mail, door knock, let them know that you have a claim on on your siding, you can file it yourself, or we could file it for a 30% fee. They would, at that time, um, they'd probably look it up online and see how how it was done, figured out it was just a pain and we could do it for them. So we did that until the statute of limitations ran out in 2005. We had worked for a lot of property management companies. So I had an interest in real estate, uh, interest in it specifically in investment real estate. And that's how I started. I wanted to be a, quote, investment specialist in real estate. The lead generation you described for the uh, the work you're doing for the for the attorneys sounds just like what you'll be doing in real estate. I mean, talk about a, a great learning ground, right? Sure. Yeah. I was, yeah. It's actually easier because like, you know, we're here to give you money. Like they just <laughs> needed to make sure that we're not scamming them in some way. Right. Um, and once they did that, we always got a call back. Let's talk about those first few years in real estate. What did that look like for you? What, you know, how did you, uh, first of all, who were you with originally, you know, um, and, and was it all investment stuff that you were working? Yeah. For the first few years, it definitely was. Uh, I started a company with a guy out of California who was doing investment property. I've never been with anybody other than a nine month period. The guy in California was a broker in Orange County. He had four offices. I was a co-owner of the one in Austin. And basically he was having seminars uh, in California. He was advertising in those magazines. You know, the, the old magazines you'd see at the store? Yep. Like, yeah, he would advertise duplexes and fourplexes in Austin and North Carolina and wherever in Bullhead, Arizona, I believe. Oh, yeah. Where, Bullhead City. No, well. Yeah. So, so, you know, people would look at it and he'd say, you know, free seminar. And he'd give these seminars and he would funnel investors to us. And, um, I, we just built up a a huge network of investors. We sold a lot of properties really quick. Um, We started a property management company and and that was basically my downfall. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to go right there to that. Property management seems to be, well, first of all, I'll share this story. The real estate commissioner in Arizona, every class or every time I saw her show up somewhere to talk to a room full of realtors, Mm -hmm. she would just say, don't stop doing property management. Just save yourself the headache. Is is she right? It's the worst job in the world. uh, Salespeople are not built for property management and property managers are not built for sales. Right. Uh, Yeah. 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 That makes perfect sense. Eventually, you decide you're going to do it yourself. You open your own brokerage, right? How long ago was that? Yeah. So this was in 2008. We sold the property management account. Uh, We would have given it away, but we sold it. And I worked for another guy for a few months, almost nine months. And then um, I started my own company with the intention, this is, you know, after the recession. And my intention was to, you know, again, be the investment agent. And in a down market, it was tough. We, we got by, 
but I realized that I wanted to, to be a quote top producing agent, which I kind of was in investment property, but I wanted to 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 be different than everyone else. Um, I, you know, not everyone else. I mean, I wanted to be you know the, the best at what I do. So uh, I invested in coaching. I went to conferences. I got my wife certified as a stager. That was a big plus for us. Um, and I and I had a, a knack for marketing. So uh, I really went after that top producing role and I got there in just a couple of years, actually. Right. Uh, the name of the company, was there, is there a story behind it? <laughs> Not really. Okay. Uh, well, there is a little bit. We, we couldn't think of anything. And we wanted it to have whatever it was, .com, and not be taken by the Secretary of State. Um, we used to live on Spyglass Drive, which is a very well-known street in our city. And Spyglass Entertainment came up at the beginning of a movie. It checked both those boxes. But you know, I tell this story all the time. The very first week that I had my cards, someone said, oh, yeah, I've heard of you guys. And I knew that we just hit gold. Wow, that's you know it, it definitely was the movies. I'm a, my, my wife and I are movie fans, and first thing I thought of was, oh wow, they produces movies too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. If <laughs> you're thinking about, if you're thinking about starting a brokerage and you want to pick a name, pick a name of a street in your city that is well known but not too well known. Wow, great tip. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, looking at what you do with Spyglass, uh, it looks like you you like if I no matter what type of client you come across, no matter what their needs are, you have someone or some system in place to take care of that. Talk about the thought that went into the the developing of the entire operation. Oh, wow. Okay. So, when I first started Spyglass, it was I, I had a couple people that wanted to come with me just some friends. And I don't know even know why they would want to come with me. Okay. And then I kind of became a top producing agent. I had a couple of agents still with me. Um, what I decided was I'm going to develop systems for getting clients, advertising listings, advertising myself. And if anybody else wanted to use that, fine. If not, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, in about 2015, I and, I and I always had agents. I had seven to 10 agents, right? I don't know how, but but I, I did. And about 2015, I really went on the journey saying, I want to be a team leader in the short term and out of production in the long term. So I've kind of like really, and I, and I we have 19 agents now. Wow. I've been very, very, I could have 50 or 75, but I've been very, very careful because, you know, I see a lot of these brokerages that have 50 agents and, you know, half of them do zero or under $2 million. I just don't want that. You know, it's not representative of me. So I, I've, I've passed on a lot of people. Um, a lot of people passed on me, you know, sure. so we've been really careful to grow. And it, it seems like we've got a stable of agents that, with a lot of different specialties. And, and you know, we mostly focus on residential. There's a, several of us here that do a little bit of investment property, residential investment. My guess is you're not recruiting very much. You have people coming your way. And that's probably a great place to be. Nope, that's not true at all. Okay, you, you go after yeah. some of those top producers that are floating around Austin. You know, I, I, I so here's my, my method. I mean, first of all, I, I coach with John Sheplack. If you've never heard of him, he's amazing. I go on a lot of interviews. I go on them and I, I'm not real salesy. I, I, I treat it as a coaching session. 
Um, and my goal is to just go on as many as possible. And what I found is I'm getting more agents, not from the interview, but from the person that I interview as mm -hmm. a referral, right? Um, it's been tough because of AR requirements, right? Um, and then, and, and then B, you know, it's still sales. Like I thought I was going to be out of sales, but you're really in sales. We've worked really hard to build a company culture and I don't want to dilute that by hiring the wrong person. So while I could have more people on there, I'm looking for the right people. Yeah. You're, you're the, you're the definition of that. Um, and there's, there's a few boutique brokerages like you floating around the country. You know, some of these other people you're not going to make a mistake on the hire because that does, it, it can create drama in a heartbeat. Oh, big time. And yeah. I have made the mistakes. I've just gotten sure. better at it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's part of the game. Um, for the, I know John, for, for those that don't, how would you describe John Sheplak as a coach? Gosh, John is one of these guys. It's not, I would describe him as not your raw, raw coaching. Right. I mean, a lot of these coaches that, that, that I've been with and, you know, I'm not get, knocking them, but they're telling you to make more calls, make more sales. And John will, will tell you that you need to do that, too. But his, his as a coach, he's more about your company culture. Right. Building a, a team that's accountable, uh, building a team that is that, that lends itself to self-reflection. Right. Mm. And John does that for me mm. as well. So I just try to take what he's taught me and implement that into my agents. Right. So your training or your sales meetings are going to have that flavor. Yeah, they really are. I mean, you know, John's the master at that. Right. Um, and what I love about him is like there's I'm sure he's got an ego, but it's really hard to find. You know, okay. that's 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 a that's a great way to put it. Like yeah. That. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Looking at what you do online, you have embraced social media marketing. I mean, to the to a very high level compared to a lot of other, especially broker owners, I would say out there. Was this just kind of self-taught? Did you let's talk about how you how you gained that knowledge? Yeah, a lot of it was self-taught, right? Um, Austin is a very tech savvy city, and I have um I would consider myself tech savvy outside of Austin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I work really hard on the, you know, search engine optimization. Um, but I, I, it's hard to compete with some of the guys here who, who, who grew up in that. Right. right um, right. social media, first of all, I have a passion for it. I love to write. I love to produce content. And it's, it's, it's one of these things that I probably spend way more time on it than I should. Uh, just because I really like to do it. So yeah, a lot of it's self-taught. I've, I've bought classes and gone to seminars and all that, uh, but I spent a lot of time on YouTube. Yeah, that's you my know? my favorite my favorite social media site. I tell people all yeah. the time they ask YouTube. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I've actually hired consultants because of YouTube. You know, really, I, like you, saw saw their saw their work, saw their they 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 put out their uh, content, created a channel, and you went ahead and hired them. Yeah, Owen Video is a good guy. Oh, okay. I, mean, I don't know if you That's know awesome. him, but but he has these, you know, uh, how to start a Facebook Live, how to uh, rank on YouTube, uh, and he's in. And what I found, I watched like forty of his videos, and he's just really well well rounded. So I hired him for a couple of years, and he's just amazing. If you had to pick a favorite social network. You know, I still think it's Facebook. Okay. Um, I've invested a lot in Instagram. Uh, I actually taught classes at the board this year 
on Instagram. Um, but I don't really like it that much. Everything that I do is automated on Instagram. I meet with my uh, assistant and we kind of plan out the month and you know, we have systems for doing Instagram, but I don't even get on it that much. Uh, I like Facebook. I've kind of gone more to using Facebook personal. When it comes to advertising, uh, Facebook is the best. I mean, we do a lot of retargeting. If you go to my site, we will stalk you for six months unless you come back and then we'll stalk you for six more. Well, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I noticed you've done some volunteering at the association level, probably at the state, um, probably local as well, mm-hmm. maybe even NAR. Talk about why, why that was important to you at the time. Yeah, so I was on an MLS committee and uh, I wanted to be more involved. And um, that was kind of a, something that was interesting to me. It was a tech. And then in 2017, uh, our board had a kind of an uprising here. I don't know if you remember that or heard about that. but Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so the, the, they kicked off, uh, the board of directors at the time kicked off the two prominent members of the board. And they had your path to leadership was 10 years right? Through voluntary. So um, those two guys and four more of us went, you know, mobilized. We're, you know, very prominent members of of the realtor community, top producers, most of us. And we mobilized and we petitioned the membership to get us on the board of directors. And then that was in, you know, 2017. Our first year was uh, as an office was 2018. We changed it so that anybody can join by way of, uh, you know, just running for an election. What I found with that, it was, it's been one of them. And I've, I've recently resigned. Uh, I've got, uh, you know, wanted to focus on my family and my brokerage, but it has taught me so much about the industry. And, and I just love being involved with it. I, I, I think I will be involved again, but it was a huge time commitment. As your son and your family gets a little bit older, you'll, you'll find some time again. You'll be yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Let, uh, you, I know you, technology is a big part of what you do. Systems, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'd love to hear if you don't mind sharing kind of what that tech stack looks like for you. Who, yeah. what, what's lead gen, what's CRM, um, that sort of thing. Sure. For lead gen, um, I've got real estate webmasters. Um, I've got a wild Lopo site. I had five platforms before and I, wow. yeah, I brought them down. It was too crazy. I brought them down the two. I use follow up boss. I'm a huge fan of follow up boss. Um, Dan, uh, is actually lives in Austin. Great guy. And I think agents really need to focus on, on their database. It's the most important thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. We also, uh, I'm a, uh, a founder of a company called Broker Flow that we do measurement. It works with Follow Up Boss that basically um, I can look at, and I'm not an analytic type person, believe it or not, yeah. um, uh, but you can look and see what lead source is, is providing you the, the, the most revenue, uh, what agent is doing better, what months of the year, just all these analytics things at a touch of a button. That's been immensely helpful. And then finally, bomb uh, bomb. Oh, good. Do you, are you, it's funny, I, of all of those, I mean, I follow up boss, I hear nothing but, you know, great things about, but I'm like a bomb bomb fanatic. I love that tool. Are, are you, are you using it? Is your team using it pretty regularly? The team is. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I don't use it as much as as, as I as I should. Um, again, I'm not as into sales, but I, I should use it more with even like the even agents that I'm trying to recruit. You know, right. that, that's or my internal, business now. Internal, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh and I forgot to tell you, Workplace. I'm a huge fan. Oh, of Workplace. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Workplace by Facebook. I'm actually on the customer yeah. advisory board there. And um, I think that is a huge part of my company culture, too. Perfect. If you're not familiar with Workplace, it's basically uh, enterprise Facebook without your uh, opinionated friends or relatives and advertisements. Sure. <laughs> um, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to get to the final question here. Cause you and I are doing something a little different on this episode. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So let me, let me ask you this question. The um, same one I've asked 219 guests before you, and that's what advice would you give a new agent just getting started? Yeah. So I, I've got a two part answer to this. If you're a new agent, what you need are three things, which is uh, systems, training, and leads. Okay. A lot of companies offer leads, but what I mean is really internet leads if you're brand new, unless you just come with the spirit of influence, right? When I say systems, that means tech. Everyone has it, right? So it's basically uh, leads and uh, and training. Um, And then the other thing I would tell agents is get out to conferences, man. I mean, no one dishes on the scoop of what they're doing uh, more than a top producing agent at a bar. Okay. Buy someone a drink. And, <laughs> Let me write that down. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, and then choose who, you, you know, choose who you get this advice from wisely. But like, you know, you, you, you know, the reason Anthony is referred to so many uh, people is because he's made these great connections at conferences. And so have I, and that's been a huge part of my business. Ryan, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, you know, my email is Ryan at spyglassrealty.com. Uh, I have a few social media channels that I, I prom- promote for that are for me, which is facebook.com slash realty hack and instagram.com slash realty hack. So we're not going to wrap this up. This is going to be very fun and interesting. It's what I'm going to do now is I'm going to actually throw this over to, uh, to, to, to Ryan. You're going to actually kind of interview me and ask me a few questions because you are starting your own podcast. I I am. You were like the fifth or sixth guest. So basically, um, you know, I've done a Facebook live uh, broadcast for over a year now and we're, we're, we're moving to, to a podcast. We're still be doing some of those. Uh, so Bill, if you would tell me your background and tell me what is it that you do for Fidelity? Yeah, so my, my official title is Vice President of Digital Strategy. I got to make that up, so that's always cool, <laughs> right? And right. and my role is to help realtors, you know, real estate professionals, lenders be smarter with technology. R- literally, my job is to go to those conferences, to to connect with really smart people, and to figure out how they're doing things. This podcast that I do, the Real Estate Sessions, is built for that reason. I mean, it really has connected me with people around the country. Uh, people that I can reach out to now um, and ask them questions or maybe connect them with somebody. So, yeah. So that's, um, that's kind of the role. I I'll celebrate 20 years with the company uh, in January. Right. So uh, I've been, I've been with the company a long time. My first 10 years, I was a branch manager in escrow. So I have that side of the, the equation in our world, which, you know, was rewarding and challenging and a grind at times. Um, I started in this role full-time in 2011. So I've been doing this now for nearly nine years, uh, simply helping agents try to be smarter. Yeah. And and one of the reasons that, uh, that I, I reached out to you is our common friend, Anthony, and believe it or not, you, 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 Bill interviewed me first because he's an expert. He, he's a veteran at this podcast stuff. But I reached out to you because Anthony told me about you for a long time. Um, and I asked him to introduce you because of your podcast. Also, because 
Fidelity has been has been really smart with their tech stack, right? Um, mm-hmm. They own everything, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know about everything, but we're we're definitely in the game. Yeah, and so that is, a, and so your job with Fidelity is on a national level, is that right? I've done some stuff on a national level, but I tend to be more regional. So I'm in the okay. Florida area, and I'll be helping out a little bit over in Texas, actually, here in the near future. Oh, cool! Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Um, and so, you know, one uh, I've listened to, gosh, I don't know, uh, maybe 10 or 15 of your podcasts over the last week or so. Um, and that's one of the, what I want to kind of interview you about. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, what I see agents starting podcasts and I've listened to several, um, some are good and some just aren't, you know, uh, as someone who's starting a new podcast, what makes a successful podcast? Well, I think one, it's it's almost what makes a successful realtor or a successful broker owner, and you got to have a passion for it. It's got to be, you know, you want you got to want to do it. It's um, if it becomes a chore, I think that's an issue, and I think you can sense that sometimes. So, if you're just getting started, first of all, just kind of make that determination: is this something that I'm going to be passionate about that I want to do? And it doesn't have to be interview style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for someone like you who's been in the business a while and built up this, you know, think about this, this, this ladder you've climbed, you know, as you've grown to where you're at today, you have mm-hmm. lots of little segments you could, you know, kind of shoot off in monologue fashion and just share yeah. information. So it really depends. For me, I always knew I wanted to do an interview show. I'm naturally curious and inquisitive and I love finding out about people. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's one of my passions. And so that's what worked for me. So I think ultimately, if you're new and you're going to start it, um, I would, I would think smaller. I, I I would think for 10 or 15 minute sessions to see if you like it, you can always expand it. I think that's yeah. one one good tip. Um, second, don't get too worried about gear and spending a ton of money. I mean, you can do it with a set of you know Mac earbuds and a, mm-hmm. and a computer if you needed to. But ultimately, as you kind of have more fun, the equipment will get better and uh, you know you'll, your editing might be outsourced or whatever you want to do. But um, I, I'd say don't don't bite off more than you can chew early on. Keep it short, keep it sweet. Um, provide some you know value, which is what we all try to do when we're creating content. Yeah, that's great advice. And and, and I'd like to repeat that for realtors: you don't have to buy a whole new suite of stuff um, because we need to hear that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, well, we, we suffer from shiny object syndrome. I know others out there who say things different, like you know, it's only about fifteen hundred to get your gear up and going. Yeah, like, you know, don't say that. They, that's not necessary for somebody who doesn't know that if they're going to stick with it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, what would you tell people to, um, well, well, you know, if you're like me, you've made several mistakes along the way. Uh, right. When it comes to your podcast, what, what would you stay away from? So let's see. I, I Here's something that I see a lot of people doing, and I've really cut it out over time. And I, I, I made a mistake of doing this a lot. And that's having very intricate intros and outros. You know, mm-hmm. having something go on for a minute and a half. Trying to yeah. you know, throw an ad in there, plus have this great Fiverr intro created where you're just singing your praises. Look, I'm down to now, you know, a basic cold open where I find one of my favorite clips from the yeah. guests, and I just oh, you've you've heard it. I open with them talking, which sometimes yeah. throws people because they're used to hearing you know like the intro music and then some announcer voice. Um, yeah, stop doing that. And I just have a quick 16 second. I think is all it is. Me just saying what I do, and then I start talking. And I think that. If I had to go back in time, I would have done that from the beginning and been super consistent on thinking about the consumer experience, the listener experience, uh-huh. and not so much about, hey, look at me. I got a podcast. I got to create all this really cool stuff, if, if that makes sense. That was my biggest mistake along the way. 
That is a huge takeaway for me. I have been like, we have not released one podcast yet. The first one's supposed to go out Monday. And I just haven't been really struggling of what I want to do. You know, I hear the intro, welcome to all this stuff. You know, I've I've done that. And I don't really like doing it on, on, I'm so glad you said that. I don't like doing it on my Facebook live broadcast. I should just bring it in. Okay. Look, Um, everybody knows how to use that 30 second advance. I mean, they're not listening to it anyways. So yeah, yeah, and I think you know you 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 got to capture your audience quick. You yeah, know, I yeah. mean, you look at, at the SEO practices; you're one click away from losing a person. You know, it's bounce rate. That's why I love so. that cold open because if if I I always find something very interesting. You know, in my opinion, um, yeah. And so if you hear that part, and you're like, oh, I want to hear more of this person, right? Yeah, uh, I think that works out really well. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, you know, having listened to your a lot of your your podcast, um, you've had some really great interviews uh, of the ones that I've listened to, and I've only listened to like ten. Um, so, uh, who who was your favorite guest? Well, that's well, a, that's know, a maybe, loaded. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah, right. Let me let me rephrase that. Favorite or most interesting, interesting, or both. Yeah. So that's always you know. There's. I've got people that have been are raving fans of the show, like Sean Carpenter. Sean's amazing. I thought his interview was really good. And he was my fifth. That goes way back, right? Is but Sean it, in Florida? Sean's in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. You probably know Sean through Inman. He's you know, he's connected to all that. And he was a speaker, okay. um, speaks nationally now. So great yep. guy, great guy. A really good episode. Um, I, you know, for me, Matt Beal, Hawaii Life okay. is a okay. very interesting episode. He's a very different kind of cat you know he's he's got a great flow to him and and so that was a lot of fun Uh, but i'm going to tell you uh, my newest favorite is that hasn't um was released a week ago and Uh and that's the one right before yours which is mark davison a thousand watt oh wow (laughs) i know you haven't heard you haven't heard it yet but you you got to check it out he I am like this, I'm a fawning fanboy. I had to be careful and I just shut up for most of it and just let him talk. Yeah. So, so that, that's uh that's, that holds a special place. I was really happy um, to, to get him on, on the show. And once again, with some thanks to Anthony. Yeah. And you know, uh, I, 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 I'm a huge fan of thousand watt. I'm a huge fan of branding. Uh, I, I, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always late to everything. So I, 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 I'm on time, but I'm late to prep. So I had to kind of, you know, I didn't see that on there. Uh, I did, uh, listen to, and I'm going to murder his last name. In fact, I'm going to let you say his last name, Paul Medelsky. Medelsky. Yeah. I thought he was great. Uh, it, it spoke to me personally as someone who is really about to get out of uh, production. Um, and you know, very interesting how he, uh, left a big big box brokerage and you know went independent. Um, I thought that was really good. He was really informative. Um, I've uh, um, Mr. Rand, uh, Joe Rand. Oh, Joe Rand is yeah. He yeah. is. Do you know if you met Joe before? No, I haven't. I've listened to him on like three podcasts. Very interesting guy. Are you coming to Inman in New York? I am. So uh, yeah. make sure we get together and I'll I'll have you meet Joe. Yeah, he is he's a fantastic guy. Just brilliant. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um, I guess this is our last question here, but uh, you have had your last question on every podcast is uh, what's your best piece of advice for new agents? So you've heard what, 220 of these so far? Yeah. Um, what's your favorite one? So I'll give you um, what was my favorite because it happens, right? 
it's evolves. And so you might get a new favorite for the longest time. My favorite was, um, Jeff Seabach, uh, the Seabach team in Scottsdale, Arizona. They're, he and Phil Sexton have an amazing operation. They're going to do 250 million this year. Right. Yeah. And, uh, his answer was go preview 200 homes, your first 30 days in the business. Ooh, that's nice. And I, you yeah. know, you, I can see you're, you're, you're going, Oh yeah. And I was like, well, what's the, what's the rationale? Cause I, I'm not a realtor. And he said, Bill, you get to learn a lot about the business. You get to learn a lot about value, what people think, what other yeah. agents are thinking. And he says, and you have nothing but time on your hands the first 30 yes. days. That's seven a day. Go see seven houses a day, your first month in the business. And so I thought that's a brilliant answer, right? Yeah, um, because you also get to know the market. You know, absolutely, everything. To, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the hard thing about what having conversations with 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 leads is that you're kind of, maybe you're trained on sales, but you don't know the market. I mean, you do seven homes a day, even for, you know, a month, like you're going to know, you're going to be able to speak to the market after that. Right. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I, I really, really enjoyed um, that answer. But, but, but recently I've had Dan Stewart on from Happy yep. Grasshopper and Dan, I know Dan, Dan, three words in his answer. And it was express sincere concern. Hmm. And I thought that that, that's a grand slam. Yeah. I just, I thought that was awesome. So, so right now that's my, that's my favorite. Gotcha. Well, it's been a pleasure. And, um, I I tell my audience where they can find you. Yeah. So, uh, you can reach me really the easiest thing to do is just kind of find me on Facebook or Instagram or, uh, YouTube on Bill Risser everywhere. It's the easiest way. Um, you can, it's bill.risser at fnf.com if you want to email me. Uh, but I, I'm always looking to engage with somebody socially. That's a very simple way to do that. And the name of your podcast? So the Real Estate Sessions, right? And uh, you can find that at therealestatesessions.com or wherever you find podcasts, it's uh, it's available. Um, I'd love your feedback if, and I'm always looking for guest suggestions. So if someone oh, wants I've to send one of those, yeah. <laughs> send them along. It's, uh, it's, it's always the way that I continue to grow it. So wait, wait, let me ask you one more question. Sure. Is what I sure. thought of it. So you were at the... Um, um, you your podcast won at the Inman in July, right? It did, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, Inman Innovator Award uh, for podcast slash video. So, gotcha. We were really disappointed because uh, <laughs> my my group was up there. My CEO Emily Shinover with uh, by the way, Realtors. who's amazing, and I need her on my show. Can you? Make I was that actually was going to suggest she's amazing. Okay. I just had her on mine last week, and yeah. that's going to be airing next. You know, the next week she's one of my first people. I watched so her I, stuff. She's amazing. So yeah, I yeah. can't wait to talk to her. Yeah, but congratulations on that. Thank you for all your help with this, and uh, w- uh, we'll see you in two months. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see you in see you in New York. Okay. Have a good one, buddy. Thank you.